This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network, grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. Hello, hello, beautiful people. This is Keeping It 300, brought to you by Harry's.com. I'm Fallon Smith. My guy James Jones is currently on a beach somewhere in Cabo. Must be nice, right? So he won't be joining us this week, but don't worry, you won't be disappointed because we have a very special guest. Former Raiders head coach Jack Del Rio will join me in just moments. We discussed everything from what the last year and a half has been like for him, how tough it was to get let go from his dream job, what he would have done differently. What does he think about the job Mike Mayock and John Gruden have done so far? Why he believes this is a make or break year for Derek Carr why he believes the Raiders can win the division. Also, what's next for him? I'll give you a hint. We are going to see a lot of him this upcoming season. That and much more. He was pretty open and honest, and I respect the heck out of him, and I think Raider Nation is really, really going to enjoy this. And one more thing before we get to the interview, make sure you stick around because after the podcast, I'm going to add in some unedited content, some bonus content. It's when I first called Jack and before I formally began our conversation. It's pretty hilarious. Let's just say he makes fun of James. It's really great. (laughs) You won't want to miss it. So let's do this. It's time to keep it 300 with Jack Del Rio. Let's welcome in our guest, former NFL linebacker turned NFL coach. He won a Super Bowl while on staff with the Ravens. And after a 12-4 campaign, he guided the Raiders to the playoffs in 2016. He's a Bay Area native, Hayward to be exact, so shout out to Hayward, former Raiders head coach Jack Del Rio. It's been a while, Coach. How you doing? How are you? Hey, Fallon. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, just started this podcast living in Missouri now, so that's a little different than California, (laughs) as you may understand a little bit. Right. Sure I do. Yeah. Well, I caught you on the NFL Network, and... First of all, you're great as an analyst, okay? But second of all, the one thing I did notice is you're looking pretty good. You're looking real lean, real slim. Is that what happens when stress and pressure is eliminated from your life, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. not having to run a football team? Yeah, that's part of it. I think, uh, you know, I describe it when you are a positional coach, you know, you probably have two hours a day for yourself, some me time. When you're a defensive coordinator, you have a good hour 
you know, for yourself, you know, to get your workouts in and watch what you're eating and all that. But when you're a head coach, it's like negative two. It's like you need more hours in every day. So uh, you kind of put yourself to the side uh, a little more than you'd like to. But, uh, yeah, I'm healthy, fit, full of energy, and uh, enjoying life. Yeah, you're definitely enjoying uh, life and time away from football. I saw that you posted several pictures of you and the family traveling around the world. So what has the last year and a half been like for you? Well, yeah, we did a lot of traveling. It was a rare time when, uh, when you know, my wife and I could do that. Um, I went to Mallorca, Spain, and went uh, on a back road trip, and we were – you know, bike riding like 50, 55 miles a day. And then we would have nice dinners at night and, uh, you know, went on a, I, I walked a pilgrimage, uh, on the Camino from Portugal to Spain. And awesome. that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And, uh, so yeah, you put the pack on and every day you're on the trail, uh, putting one step in front of the other, just like anybody else. And, uh, it was, it was a very reflective time. So I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we we went on a, a big golf trip to Ireland and Scotland and stuff like that. So we we've done some traveling, um, but uh, but this year I'm going to concentrate more on you know being around the game. I'm going to work as an analyst for ESPN and um, uh, maybe even call uh, call a uh, a radio broadcast game. So we'll see. They'll have an active fall. Really? So that's what's next yeah. then. Okay, so not back on the sideline. We're going to be in the booth. Well, I won't be on the sideline this year. And while I'm out, I'm going to, you know, stay involved, uh, stay around the game, stay, you know, stay active, um, you know, keep up with the current trends and, uh, you know, keep my relationships fresh and all that. So yeah. uh, last, last year was like traveling, just get away. And, uh, and, and now this year uh, I'll be more involved. Awesome. So are you going to be in studio for ESPN or what are you going to be doing? Yes, I'll be in studio for sure and uh, probably call a couple of games on radio. Awesome. That is exciting. You're yeah. really good. I saw you on NFL Network. Um, it was great to, to see you there and, and do your analyst stuff. I, I thought that they would maybe pick you up, but that's cool that ESPN is going to pick you up. So I look forward to watching you on the tube. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were we were uh, we were talking to both and um, and end up you know kind of doing the car wash with with uh, both ESPN and NFL Network, but um, we're we're finalizing. We're not we're not all the way done yet, but um, basically have an agreement to to uh, get on with ESPN. That's awesome. Now here's the thing, Jack. You're still getting paid by the Raiders, uh, so that's the life right there, in my opinion. Okay, so I wouldn't rush back into coaching, uh, but I know you're a competitor. So do you want to get back into coaching? Do you want to get back on the sidelines? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I miss is the competition and, um, you know, the interaction, you know, the camaraderie, uh, there's nothing like it, you know, and so forth. Really last year was the first time in 34 years. Wow. I had played and coached for 34. So I've been part of a team, you mm -hmm. know, 34, that's 34 in the NFL plus college plus high school. So, you know, it's the first time in a long, long time in my life that I wasn't part of a team. So, uh, yeah, I miss, I miss that part. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the competition. Those are the main things, you know. Uh, you know, but I did have, I did have a, lot of, uh, a lot of me time, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that was fun, but I'm ready to move on. Well, you got to see your son get married, and I'm sure your wife has loved this extra time with you right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's ready for me to go back to work. <laughs> uh, 
a little too much time. She's like, okay, one year is fine. Now go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Go back to work. That's pretty funny. Right. Get, get back to work. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been good. Actually, I had, uh, had my daughter, one daughter get married. I had one daughter had uh, our first grandchild. Wow. And, uh, and then my son just got married. So, yeah, the, the, the family life has been really good. So has all that been in the last 18 months? Yes. Wow. Yes. A lot. So that's a lot of family time. So with that said, Jack, I'm a true believer that everything happens for a reason. And I know it must have been tough, obviously, when the Raiders let you go because you're from Hayward. You know, this was your dream job. Right, right. Can you describe, you know, what that was like kind of emotionally and, and maybe how long it took for you to move on emotionally as well? Right. Well, you know, um, I, I miss I miss my guy, George, over at Bowles. I have to put I have to throw that out. Okay. In there. Um, uh, no, I, you know, it's, uh, it was, it's home for me. So it was a shock, um, yeah. really to bring the team back from where they were to where we got, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the short time that we did it, I, I I'm proud of. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm appreciative. I had the opportunity. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it, you know, I would have liked to have written a better ending, but, yeah. um, but I, but I love so much about it, and I just refuse to, to hang and be bitter. You know, I'm just not a bitter guy. I, I love life. Uh, I'm appreciative of the blessings that I've had, and 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 uh, you know, I, having grown up right there, uh, it was just a real treat to be able to coach that team, and I and I'm proud that I did a good job there. So yeah, uh, I, I kind of like to focus on the positive things, and yeah, and really, and really, you know, I I really I just don't hang on the negative. I, for me, it's about the positive, and I have so much to be you know thankful for and appreciative of, and, uh, and that's the way I approach it. Well, let me get on the soapbox real quick, okay? <laughs> um, as you know, I'm a coach's wife, okay? Yep. Um, and the thing that fans don't understand or maybe fans don't care to understand, uh, because quite frankly, some don't look at us as normal human beings, uh, but when a coach is fired, it affects so many people, right. not just the head coach and his family. We're talking about everybody on staff, everybody right. and their families and their kids, etc. And Jack, as you know, I sent you a message after this all went down because my heart literally hurt for you. It really, really did because I have so much respect for you, um, especially the way that you handled yourself through it all. Um, and I will tell you this. I went on air, Jack, and I actually got in trouble. Because I said the way that Mark Davis handled your situation was, quote unquote, cowardly. And I have a great relationship with Mark Davis, but I was not okay with the way that he handled everything. I was told that he didn't even address the team, that he headed straight to the airport after he told you that you would no longer be the Raiders head coach. And then I said, if I was Jack Del Rio and Mark Davis just told me he was letting me go, there is no way I'm going up there and doing a postgame press conference. But you handled that with so much class, so much grace, and I think everybody gained even more respect for you after that. And so I've always wondered, why did you decide to do that press conference when you could have said, screw it, and left? Because technically you weren't obligated anymore to the Raiders. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've been asked that. I really, I just did what felt right to me. You know, I handled, handled what was obviously a very difficult situation. 
the best I could. You know, there's not a playbook for that. No. <laughs> there's not a manual for that. I was just, uh, you know, I was just going on instinct. And, um, and my instincts have always been to look at the positives in life. Uh, you know, I was appreciative to those guys in that locker room that coaches and, and players uh, that had given so much, you know, to me and to the team. Mm-hmm. And in particular, I knew, I knew that the world, it really wasn't about me at that time. It really was, my thoughts were, okay, how do I let my families know? How do I let these guys know and their families? And how can I start looking out for them and things like that? It was more, it was more along those lines and, and less about me. Mm. I really commend you for how you handled that because I was pissed. People were like, why are you getting so mad? And I think it's just because I understand, yeah. you know, with my, my husband, he's been with the same head coach for the last eight years. And that's really rare, but we've gone through some stuff throughout all of our stops uh, in different colleges we've been to. So I kind of understand where you're coming from. And I guess I just wouldn't take the high road. Cause maybe I'm just not as mature as you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just completely like commend you for the way that you handled that. Oh, thank you. Thanks. And when you think about it, Jack, you know, you guys obviously, okay, didn't perform well in 2017, won just six games, but there were a lot of factors into why, including, you know, injuries to Derek Carr, your franchise quarterback. Right. I think he played most of the season with a broken back. So I say that to say this. We all know Mark Davis, you know, was trying to get John Gruden back to Oakland for years. Do you think if you went 12-4 and four again and you're making a playoff run, but John says that he's ready to get back into coaching. Do you think Mark Davis still lets you go? Because I feel this is a weird and unique situation. It wasn't because you really underperformed. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. No. Well, Mark, Mark said that point blank to me. that It had nothing to do with performance. That, that really, he just had an opportunity to do something that he'd been wanting to do for a long time. And that, you know, it didn't really make it feel any better. Yeah. But, you know... At least he told me, you know, how he felt and told me the truth. And so yeah. I can handle that, you know, uh, yeah. and, that, and that's, that's all it was. I mean, it wasn't about – I mean, he knew that uh, we did a great job getting that franchise turned around and it was respected again for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just had a – he has or had or, or does have an, uh, an infatuation with, uh, with John and um, – had been around him before and that's what he wanted and he finally had a chance to get it. So, uh, Hey, that's, that's life. Well, nobody can argue what you did for the franchise. I mean, you really did set the foundation and, and change the culture in that building and around the franchise. That's for sure. And I don't know if you knew this Jack, but I'm a Raiders fan through and through. I grew up a Raiders fan because my grandfather he was the head superintendent of the Coliseum. And on his grave, on his tombstone, it literally says, the man who built the Oakland Coliseum. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so I've been a Raiders fan since I came out of the womb. People say because your dad brainwashed you, but that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll take that. But um, when I look back at the 2016 season, just because I am a fan, you know, I always think, what if? What if Derek Carr did not break his leg? How far could the Raiders have gone that year? You know, instead, we're looking at what a third-string quarterback playing in the playoffs, Donald Payne, your left tackle, out with an injury. I mean, circumstances couldn't get any worse. Do you ever think about that? What if? Yeah, I mean, that all came crashing down, you know, that 
when the when the Grinch stole Christmas that night. <laughs> yes. I mean, it really was. I mean, you know, we were riding high. It it was a it was an unbelievable season. Uh, we had created belief in in the building. Um, it, it spread through the whole community. You know, the nation was alive, believing, and and then we had a freaky injury, and uh, yeah. It was just it was just one of those things, but I you know we had a shot to be really good that year, yeah. and uh, and it it infected or impacted I should say, uh, you know us because not only that playoff run was short without having a competent backup, but it also you know Derek went into the next year and wasn't quite the same you know uh, that, that that next year back so. But anyway, I, I don't spend a lot of time looking back. I really look forward most of the time. You know, um, that's just how I've lived my life. I've never really stopped and celebrated a lot when we've won championships or, or, or titles or trophies or whatever it might be. It's always been kind of what's on next. And, uh, and I've done that whether it's good or bad. Most of it's been good in my career. One last thing about the past, sorry. But if you could go back in time, Jack, and do something differently during your tenure with the Raiders, what would it be? If anything, what would I do differently if I could go back? Yeah, go back in time. <laughs> would you do anything differently? Uh, I might speak up a little more on uh, on things that you know I felt we needed, but um, mm. you know, really, I have no regrets. I went in there and and busted it and uh, and worked hard and was uh, was able to basically go to where I had grown up. And I mean, I played. We played our high school championship game in that Coliseum. So to be able to yeah. walk out on that field uh, and, and get, that, get that fan base fired up and, um, and, and win games and bring the pride back, you know, and, and, and bring some of, the, some of the sayings around, you know, the commitment to excellence, you know, some of the things that are, that are, that are slogans around, the, uh, you know, around the, the Raiders facility, to bring those words back to life again, you know, where they, they meant something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just it wasn't just something that was on a uh, on a name tag or on a t-shirt. on a, a floor mat a floor mat or a t shirt. No, I mean it actually came back to life and meant something. Yeah, and I think that Raider Nation would appreciate that. Trust me. Um, as you see on Twitter, there's a lot of passionate Raider fans, and at least for the most part, I I hope that Raider Nation shows you some love. Oh yeah, there are always they're, they're, listen. There are always a few outliers, but. For the most part, they've been unbelievable. You know, really, really great. Um, as, as I would expect. You know, like I said many times over, it's my childhood team. I'm, I'm, I'm part of that, part of that nation. You know, yeah. and, uh, and and grew up with that in my blood. So, uh, so I think I think most people understand that. Last thing about the past. Um, I lied. I said that the other one was last thing about the past. <laughs> uh, I get it. I get it. It's a good thing, though, right, kind of. Okay, so, yeah. so 2015, your first year on the job. Yep. My guy, my co-host, my dear friend for 20-plus years, James Jones, calls me and says, the Raiders let me go. Now, I was devastated because that's my guy, okay? This is my childhood best friend. <laughs> so, Jack, James wanted to make sure that I asked you this question. All right. Why did you cut him? <laughs> he should. He had to ask Reggie. He had to ask Reggie. Uh, Reggie. Reggie was the personnel manager. I was the coach. You know, he had to. He had to ask Reggie. 
Oh, so you're deflecting. It was not your call. It was Reggie's call. <laughs> it's hard getting it's hard getting cut. It's only getting to the end of your career, man. I I was there. I had you know, I had that happen. I know what it I know what it feels like. Uh so I always tried to always try to be as respectful as possible, but uh <laughs> but uh yeah, that I mean, you know, hell he just tell him Tell him he got old and he was starting to get fat, and now he and now he really is old and fat. <laughs> oh my gosh! So for those who don't know, before we started this podcast, Jack actually said that his son may have ran into him and thought, "Well, James is getting a little thick." So, so James, <laughs> man, put the candy down, put the burrito down. I'm gonna need you to stop uh, eating. I'm just kidding. I didn't mean to hurt him. I, I, I love he. You no, know, he he's he's a good solid veteran. We just were gonna be young, so. That's what he told me. You know, yeah, that's what it was. He said, you know, you guys wanted to go young. And then Reggie, of course, as you mentioned, you know, he's the one who actually called him because those two had a relationship going back to Green Bay. Right, exactly. I will say this, okay, because I do watch a lot of film. And, of course, maybe I have a bias, but he may have lost a step, Jack. But he had the best hands on the team, and he did have great chemistry with Derek Carr. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. He did. uh, (laughs) He did have both of those. He had. And he had great hands, and uh, he had a nice career. Yeah. And um, we we just were going young. I mean, that's really what it was. We were going to get young, and, you know, we were looking for guys that maybe weren't going to be the premier starters to give us something on special teams. And, you know, just you start talking like that, then it, it makes it hard for a, for a solid veteran guy. No, I understand. It's a business. But the good thing for him, everything happens for a reason. He ended up, you know, going back to Green Bay, and I believe they made the playoffs that year. So it's all good. All good. All right, we have so much more to discuss, but we have to take a quick break. So stay where you are. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. So guess what? Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. You get all of that for just $3 and shipped right to your door. How cool is that? Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades and at a fair price. Harry's founders, they were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and over-designed. So, they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. So why don't you join the 10 million who have already tried Harry's? Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. Now get this, all of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. So... If you don't love your shave, let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. You can't beat that. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for just $3. All right, we are back. It is now time to put your analyst cap on, Jack. All right. So there has been much talk about Derek Carr. Is he a franchise quarterback? Yada, yada, yada. Should the Raiders draft a quarterback? Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. Okay. Well, James and I, we believe he is a franchise quarterback. You know, we saw, as you saw, what he can do when he has weapons around him and when he has a solid offensive line, i.e. in 2016 when he had that MVP-like campaign. 
And as you mentioned as well, there are a ton of reasons why things haven't gone his way the past two seasons, but he's still putting up numbers, of course. So overall, Jack, what are your thoughts about Derek Carr when you solely evaluate him at the quarterback position? Well, I look at it as this is a huge year for Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, and the Raiders organization, because this is the year that, and I think they know which way they're leaning, but to me, this is the prove-it year where he establishes himself as clearly their quarterback of the future or not, and they're moving on. Yeah. I, I call it a make-or-break year for him uh, for that reason. And the, the two factors that can get in his way and slow him down, it's really simple. He's got to stay healthy, mm-hmm. and he needs to be protected. Yep. And um, I, I just feel like when we surrounded him and we're really strong in the trenches and, uh, and got turnovers on defense and got the ball back for him, he was tremendous. Yeah. You know, he's very accurate. He's very passionate. Uh, he, can really, he can really throw the football, you know, at all different parts of the field. So I think he's got tremendous talent. Uh, and the, the, the question mark is going to be, can he stay healthy? You know, he's got a little bit of a bugaboo with, uh, with little injuries. I know. So he's got to make sure he stays healthy, and, uh, and, and they've got to do a good job protecting him. And then I think he'll light him up. I think he'll light him up this year if they do that for him. Well, what do you think about, you know, getting A.B., and then you have Tyra Williams on the other side? And, of course, as you mentioned, you know, they've shored up the offensive line. They have tried to plug those holes uh, that were there, and they were paper thin at the offensive line. Uh, group last year. So now you got A.B., Tyra Williams, a better offensive line. What do you think about this group? I think they've done a really – I think Mayock has done a great job uh, assembling a talented football team. So it's now up to up to John to get them together and get them to gel. But there's, there's no – it's not like there's a, a tremendous gap of talent between the top team and, and anybody that you think's toward the bottom. I, I think they have – top-level talent. Yeah. So now it's up to John. It's up to John to get them into shape and make them a team and have them grow together and all that. So uh, that'll be fun to watch starting this summer on uh, on the hard knock. Right? I cannot wait to watch that. That's going to be pretty entertaining with all those personalities that they have. That's going to be fun. Yes. What do you think about them having uh, Josh Jacobs as their feature back? I know with you, it was more so running back by committee because that's kind of what you had to do. And, and it worked for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you do do what you can, and uh, you take it back in the first round. You expect them to be your bell cow, so I would anticipate that's going to be the case. Um, you know, when I was in Jacksonville, we had uh, Fred Taylor, and then we had Maurice Jones-Drew. So I like having a bell cow. You know, having a real, a real stud. So I think they got a really good player, uh, Jacobs. I watched him at Alabama. I think he's a terrific back. So that's a that's a great addition. So going back to Carr real quick, I just want you to to weigh in on what you think about my take, okay? Um, And this is what I think. I think before Derek Carr broke his leg, there was one constant. There was one thing that was constant, and that was the same offensive coordinator, right? So for back-to-back years, he had Bill Musgrave, which is the only time in Carr's career that there was continuity at the OC position, which, of course, translated into success. Now, since then... He's had two different coordinators. And I think in his career, he's had like three or four different coordinators. But since 2016, he's had two different coordinators on top of breaking his leg. Then he fractured his back. He broke his hand or his pinky. And then, of course, we had the offensive line problems. So I say, let's see what he can do in back-to-back years under John Gruden and Greg Olson 
with a better supporting cast and a shored up offensive line. Is that fair to say, or do you think I'm kind of taking a shot at the fact that Bill Musgrave left for Denver and you guys promoted, why can't I think of his name? Quarterbacks coach? Todd Downing. Todd Downing. There you go. Yep. I didn't want you to think I was taking a shot. I just kind of wanted you to weigh in on my opinion. No, no, no problem. That's, that's a normal, that's a normal, um, it's an easy direction for it to go. And um, it can, it's one where you can just say, look at, look at the facts, look at the numbers. Um, irregardless, I think all the things that you're adding up to is, is this is a big year for Derek. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> and this, yeah. And this is, a, I mean, that's what it is. This is a big year for Derek. This is a big year. You know, you can look at all those different factors. You know, the bottom line is he needs to play really well and help that team win a lot of games. And mm-hmm. there's not really, there's not, I mean, they've collected a lot of talent and they're, and they're ready to go. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Now, obviously, 2018 didn't go so well for John Gruden in his first year back as Raiders head coach. You know, they went 4-12. and 12. Uh, and Then people like to say, you know, he was tanking the season, etc. Uh, he traded away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, but in return, he stockpiled picks. I was totally okay with the Cooper trade. I was not okay, Jack, with the Mack trade. Um, I know they got two first-rounders, but... You don't know what you're getting with these two first-rounders. They can be busts, but you do know what you're getting with Khalil Mack, and that is a future first-ballot Hall of Famer. But I will say this. The Raiders, though, are looking much better than they were a year ago, so I kind of went back and forth with my feelings about what John Gruden has done the last year. Um, Obviously, they've plugged a bunch of holes, as we mentioned, on both sides of the ball, um, and most importantly, gave Carson weapons. So are you like me? Are you... Were you wondering last year, you know, what the heck is John Gruden doing? And then now you're like, okay, I sort of understand why he did what he did. Well, I'm not as um, invested in it, (laughs) right? Yeah. I'm able to just sit back and um, I've got hindsight. So whichever way it goes, I can be like, you know, um, it's all going to play out and everybody's going to know. Yeah. Uh, And right now, and right now, I don't care to try and predict it. I'm just going to watch and have fun with it. But I, I do believe that the hiring of Mike Mayock was a tremendous hire. Mm-hmm. I think bringing in a guy that really understands uh, the, the talent coming out, uh, the, the, the drafts, the, you know, the whole thing. Now, he may be a little green in terms of knowing all the nuances of being in a GM because it's a new role for him. But he's a bright guy, and he, and he knows talent. So I think it was a great, great hire by the Raiders. Well, let me put it this way then and ask you this. Let's say that you were still the head coach and they hired Mike Mayock to be the general manager and Mike Mayock wanted to trade Khalil Mack. Would you be stomping your feet? Because you are a linebacker. You know exactly what Mack can do. You know his potential. Yeah, you, you're trying to get me in trouble. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. I, I can't, you know, you know, you know the Raiders are still – you know, sending checks my way. Okay, don't 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 have okay. don't have me say something to get me in trouble. All right, okay, I'm gonna fine. I'm gonna leave it like that. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so you've been pretty active on Twitter recently. So let's get back in the Raiders' good graces. Uh, <laughs> All right. A CBS analyst, um, he said, you know, the Raiders are going to surprise some people this year. He predicts that they'll win eight games, and then you tweeted back. Why only eight wins? If they can protect four, they have the talent to win the division. Do you really believe, Jack, that the Raiders can win the AFC West? 100%. Why, why not? I mean, there's really no reason why not. Uh, as, I, as I look at it, 
they need to create belief. They need to get out of the gate. They need to play well, especially early. Mm-hmm. They need to keep if they keep Derek upright, he'll light some people up. So I mean, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. I in the NFL, you don't have to wait a long time for a slow rebuild. You can turn it around quick. Yep, draft picks, free agents, coaching. You know the whole thing, creating belief. I think they've assembled enough talent. I think Mike Mike's put John in a position. And I don't think underselling and, and trying to sneak up on somebody is going to happen. I, I don't think the Raiders ever sneak up on anybody anyway. They should know they're going to be pretty good this year, and they should expect to be good this year. And, uh, and, and if you're going to be good, you're going to win more than eight games. Yeah, and how many teams have gone from worst to first That's right. in recent years? A lot. So <laughs> I think that is definitely possible for the Oakland Raiders, for sure. Um, so from the outside, you're really rooting for them, Jack. Like, putting everything aside, you want the silver and black to succeed and do well, even when they move to Vegas. Yeah, that part, you know, when I went to Southern Cal, um, they moved to L.A. Sorry, I'm a Bruin. Uh, Sorry. Is that- <laughs> So carry on. So, I, so my team followed me, all right, and and uh, I went down to USC and <laughs> and they came down as well. So that was different then. For some reason, that felt different. This they're leaving the state. I don't know. It just feels different. Like we're we're actually losing our team now. The Bay Area is actually losing our team. So yeah, I guess it just means they'll have to be a couple trips down to Vegas to check them out. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, we're done with all the Raiders talk now. I know. We just have a couple more minutes. Um, it is time for the way too early predictions. I hate these and I love these at the same time. All right. So which team or teams do you believe are coming out of the AFC and NFC next year? So basically, Super Bowl matchup, who you got? Well, I'm going to stick with the same one I had last year. Okay. I thought the two best teams coming out were – the Saints in the NFC and the Chiefs in the AFC. Ooh, I like that. Those are the two best teams, in my opinion, last year. Now, neither one of them made the Super Bowl, but I thought they were the two best teams, you know, throughout the season. So, you know, I don't like to make predictions of what teams are going to be. When I start watching football this fall, yeah. then I'll, I'll, get my, I'll get my next, you know, two best teams are going to make it. So it seems like whoever's going to be in the NFC, you always have to go through New England. You know, that'll probably be the case. But clearly there were some <clears throat> bad calls or bad no calls that really changed who was in the Super Bowl. But anyways, <laughs> we don't need to go there. Okay, so next, I want you to build your dream trio, dream offensive trio with current players. So if you can have any quarterback, any running back, and any receiver, who would they be? Oh, man. <laughs> well, I would take the running back. I'd take Ezekiel. Okay, I like it. And uh, and the receiver, I'd probably take. Uh, I like Hopkins. Yes, me too. All hands team. He does not drop passes. Right, right. And uh, quarterback can't have Joe Montana. Oh, see, this is going to bring us to the next question. But no, you can't. It has to be current players. <laughs> current players, Jack. Uh, who else? Who else do I want? Um. You know, I can't. I can't really decide who I want. I, I might take Drew Brees. Really? 
I like it though, but I but okay. I might take Drew because I, I want to win one for him before he retires. See, I agree. It's got to it's got to be it's got to be this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true. Exactly. I I would have picked Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, and then maybe Patrick Mahomes a close third. But it's hard to tell if he's gonna have a similar sophomore campaign than he had, you know, in his first season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a starting quarterback, so we'll see if he's the real deal this year, and if so, yeah, he's going to be my QB1 going forward, but um, I like the Hopkins pick. Running back-wise, mm, I may have chosen Saquon Barkley. He's already proven as, yeah. a, as a rookie, so, you know, sky's the limit for him. He was great on my fantasy squad last year. <laughs> so you play fantasy. Okay, I like it. It was the first time, you know, I always made fun of the fantasy league owners and stuff. <laughs> while I was coaching. But last year, it, it was a fun way to stay around the game. And, uh, and yeah, I just played within the family, but, but uh, yeah, I did win it. Oh, you won the whole thing? You did? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, with my fam. Yeah. I love it. Usually it's like somebody who doesn't even uh, know football and they just like flip a coin because mm-hmm. that happens all the time in my my family's fantasy league. People who don't know anything always win because they just like either do an auto draft or just guess. I mean, it's ridiculous because it's, it's, oh, wow. it's a crapshoot. If you really think about it, when you do too much, when you kind of try to dissect matchups each week, I feel like you overthink things True. with fantasy, in, in my opinion. So, True. But anyways, okay, so I already know, I guess, what your answer is to this next question. Um, every week, I swear, whenever we have guests, James and I always have the debate of who is the greatest quarterback of all time. And usually, Joe Montana isn't even in the mix. People are debating between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So, who is the GOAT, in your opinion, as far as quarterbacks? Uh, I'll take Kenny Stabler. Oh, now you're going back to the Raiders. Is this just because you want to show the Raiders some love? I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> I, I love Kenny. Me too. I do love Kenny. He's, he's my favorite player. But who do I think is the all-time? I think Joe was so cool. I just There's something about the way Joe went about it. I just really loved and appreciated. So, yeah. you know, because I, I wasn't a 49er fan mm, at all. Yeah. Not, not, a, not one bit, but I loved watching Joe Montana. So, you know, I just, I just respected his name. I thought he was incredible. So that's my answer. Okay, well, James uh, played with Aaron, obviously, so I always say that he's biased. But he always says Tom Brady is the, quote-unquote, most accomplished, but Aaron Rodgers is the most talented and the greatest. Now, that's his... That's his two cents, right? Yeah. I, of course, disagreed with him. I said Tom Brady. And when we had Charles Woodson on our podcast, he was with me. He said Tom Brady. And in my opinion, I think the conversation ends at six Super Bowl titles. And I know Joe Montana was 4-0 in Super Bowl appearances. But you know what? Brady has been to nine Super Bowls. He's won six of them. So has Bill Belichick, of course, obviously. But they've won all the franchise's six Super Bowls, and they've done it in just a 17-year span. So that's kind of why I say he's the greatest of all time. I mean, if you think about the Steelers, uh, they used to lead the league in Super Bowl titles, you know, until this past season. They have six as a franchise, and that is dating back to their first in 1974. Not sure if you knew that, but Brady wasn't even born yet. That's good stuff. Brady wasn't even born yet in 1974. So it took them how many years to win six as a franchise? And it took just Brady and Bill Belichick to win six in 17 years? So even though it makes me sick... We... It's, it's amazing. Now, what they've accomplished is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is. really is. You, you can't... No denying it. No denying it. It's incredible. And it makes me sick because, 
I remember being in college. It was my freshman year of college, and it was the tuck rule game. Yeah, so <laughs> we are the reason why Tom Brady has had a illustrious exactly. career in the NFL because his career took off that year. But anyways. Exactly. That's what I always say. That's true. I always say that. So it does pain me to save Tom Brady as the GOAT, but I really do believe that he is just because of um, his accolades and what he's been able to do for that franchise. So, But anyways, uh, last thing, Coach. I know that basketball was your first love, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you follow the NBA? Yes. Who is your favorite team? The Warriors are my favorite team. Had they always been your favorite team? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, always, it's always been. There's never been a question. It's always been the Warriors, the A's, and the Raiders. Love it. I grew up East Bay. I mean, that's, that's like never even a question mark. I love it. Okay, so obviously you were pretty upset what happened this <laughs> This postseason uh, didn't go the Warriors' way, but obviously when it comes to all those injuries, it was pretty devastating. But this has been the craziest NBA offseason in history, and I have loved every second of it because I feel like now the NBA title is up for grabs and we finally have some balance in both the East and the West. So take your bias to side of loving the Warriors. We know this may be a down year for them um, until Clay gets back healthy. Um, who do you think is a front runner for the NBA title this year? What which team? Man, I I think it's wide open. Yeah, it is. I don't I don't know if there's I don't know if there's an obvious like declare them the champion uh, you know before the season starts type of look for anybody. I don't think so either. I think it's wide open. I think I think there are you know four, five, six teams that all have a legitimate shot, which I think will make it a little more fun. Although I enjoy the Warriors just beating the heck out of people. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think I think it's good for the league that, it, that there'll be a little balance and a little a little question, you know, into who it might be as they get going. For me, anybody but the Lakers, please, anybody. Uh, but the Lakers. Remember, I spent time in Southern Cal. I spent time in Southern Cal. It sure was fun. It was awesome. Let us come over there and watch some games. Um, oh man! But- yeah. He was a big USC fan. I know he was. Oh, gosh, I know. But So that means that you did root for the Lakers a little bit? Uh, well, when you're in the building. I mean, not like I was, I was hoping they would uh, like, like take, the, take the Warriors down or anything. But when I was in L.A. and they were rolling pretty good with Magic, yeah, it was fun to, it was fun to watch. Dang. Yeah, so I've always been like, come on, Clippers. Oh, get, really? Get to prominence. Finally, uh, even though – well, the reason why, so – I went to UCLA. I mean, we don't have to do this whole like UCLA USC thing. All right, right. <laughs> but I did go to UCLA. We always thought UCLA had pretty women. So that's- you want to know the funniest thing ever is that I ha- was friends with a bunch of USC people and USC like football players, basketball players, etc. And they would say UCLA has some beautiful women. And guess what? We still all of UCLA's women. That's what they would say. <laughs> <laughs> Like really? Oh my goodness! Uh-huh. So it, it was it was pretty it was pretty funny. But anyways, I just know like Clippers and Lakers have always been a rivalry, but it's never really meant anything because they've never been great at the same time. Right. So I think that this year they have a chance to be really good at the same time. You have Kawhi and and Paul George, and you got Anthony Davis and. Uh, LeBron James on the other side. Yep. I mean, it's going to be pretty exciting. That's going to be exciting to watch. So I can't wait. That will be fun. Maybe the Clippers can get it going this year. We shall see. All right, Jack, have you made it to Pensacola yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I got to run in and get my get my stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate your time. You were awesome. Uh, nice talking with you, Tony. All right, we'll keep in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, good luck with everything. Okay, thanks. How about that? Jack was pretty good, right? 
I like that he's not bitter, you know, and he still supports the silver and black, still wants them to do well, still wants them to succeed. So I hope Raider Nation, you appreciated that. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I'm going to leave you with some bonus content. Uh, Before we get to that, make sure you rate us and write a review and we would really appreciate it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. For James, who's in Mexico, I'm Fallon, and I'm out. Well, here's the bonus content. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're good. Awesome. Sorry James couldn't join. He's all bummed. He did have one question for me to ask you, but I'll get into that later. <laughs> all right. So my, my son, I think my son uh, ran into him when he was working out or something. Oh, really? I don't know if he said hi or not. I don't know, if, but he, my, my son recognized him and said he was working out, said he was all getting all swole. Oh, gosh. So I was going to mess with him, ask him, is he, is he, is he thickened up? Or is he... Thickened up, yes, because he yeah. still eats candy. Like if he was in his 20s, <laughs> he eats candy all day, every day. It's really <laughs> terrible. Well, tell him I, that's what I heard, that he, he's gotten kind of so swollen, you know? <laughs> Smooth, he's moving the tight end. That's funny, and swollen in a bad way, not right. a good way. That's hilarious. He always calls himself fat. So, yes, he says, I got to get this fat boy off me. I'm like, yeah, well, you have put on some weight, but... <laughs> It's all good. That's what happens when you stop playing, okay? You know how it is. I know. I don't know what that noise is. It seems, are you going through like, is it windy over there? No, are you hearing wind? Yeah, but that's okay. Hold up, hold up. Let me see. I'll try and and make your audio good. Hang on one second, (laughs) because I'm on the highway now. All right, is it way better? Are you just uh, on the speaker or something? Right now. All right, is that a lot better? Oh, yeah, that actually is a lot better. A lot better. Yeah, because on the speakerphone, it picks it all up. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate it. Sorry. I hope you don't get a ticket. I hope I don't, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. If I, get, if I get a ticket, I'm sending it to you. <laughs> okay, that sounds fine. <laughs> okay, Coach. All right, hold on. Ready? Let me see. Three, two, one. All right. Let's welcome in our guest.